Welcome back to the Mob Mentality Show. I'm Chris Lucian and my co-host is Austin Chadwick. And today we have John Turner and Mike Clement to talk about uh, the Mobber Exchange program that we had set up between our two companies. But before we get into that, uh, maybe John and Mike, you can give us a, a little bit of an introduction uh, for yourselves. You wanna go first, Mike? Sure. So my name is Mike Clement. Um, I am the director of engineering at a company called After School HQ, where we help uh, kids to find their passion. Um, we are, uh, in terms of like my background with with mobbing, like I got introduced to it um, many years ago, um, and it's where I actually first met Chris. Um, it was very early uh, uh, in the hunter mobbing experience as well. Um, but they, uh, I got, I was talking to um, Luan Falco and he, he was like, you gotta go check out what they're doing. Um, there's like this, they're doing this like cool new thing. And I was like, okay. Um, and I researched a little bit about it and we started trying it out um, where I was working at the time. And, and then um, I got, uh, I was able to speak at the SoCal Code Camp, which was held in San Diego that year, and and took an extra day ahead of time to go and actually sit with the the, the mob, um, and absorb what I could from what they were doing, and it was it was a really cool experience. So um, since then, I've been mobbing off and on, mostly on for the last uh, I can't even count how many years, um, but at least like eight ish. Um, and it's been a, it's been a great experience. Yeah. Go ahead, I, John. Thank you. Um, I'm John Turner. Um, I've been doing software development for almost 20 years, which makes me feel really old. Uh, I started doing, I, I started doing pair programming before I did mob programming. And I did that started that, uh, almost, almost 10 years ago now. And I did mobbing for a few years. Uh, and I think pretty sure Mike and I worked at the same place when he went to go visit Hunter for the first time. And so he came back and he yeah. told us, he's like, they're doing this crazy stuff. We should try it out. Uh, and so that was, that was, that was pretty cool. We were, um, uh, we got to experiment with that for a little while. We, we, we kind of went back and forth between, or at least from, from my experience, uh, we kind of went back and forth between pairing and mobbing for a little while. Uh, the last, uh, I don't know, three years or something, three or four years or something at that company. Then we, I, I was on a team that did mobbing almost exclusively. And uh, the team that I'm on now, the company that we're at now, uh, we do mobbing uh, exclusively as well. And so, yeah, I'm a big fan. Uh, been able to do a, a try, try to be an advocate, you know, uh, for for mob programming when I, I think it, I think it can be a great way to work. I re, I really enjoy it. And so, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think both John and I have done multiple presentations at conferences on mob programming. So, yeah. again, both both pretty excited about it and uh, excited about advocating for it as well, at least evangelizing it and helping people to be exposed to the idea. So nice. super excited to be here. Right on. Now, uh, yeah, so uh, I was, uh, I'm kind of like thinking about that first time that you and I met each other, Mike, and um, that might even, you know, those sorts of visits uh, um, that, I think, uh, you know, Woody would in general try and, and 
arrange for uh, visits to happen. I think that was kind of the maybe natural predecessor to this uh, developer exchange thing, um, you know, because people would come and, you know, check out how things worked. And then, uh, you know, I think gradually over time, there was this thought of, you know, well, what if we did that in both ways, right? So I don't know, but. <laughs> yeah, so um, based off of that experience, um, uh, at Immersion where, where John and I were working together um, when we did the, the, the exchange program, um, we had started doing what we called guest mobbing, which is very similar to what y'all do in terms of like having visitors um, very much inspired by that. Um, and so we'd have people in for normally two to four hours, um, joining one of our teams, just kind of sliding into whatever work was, was happening. Um, we would occasionally do, the teams would occasionally do a little bit of prep, like maybe like to make sure that what was being worked on that day was not like completely, um, boring, <laughs> uh, but, but we didn't do a significant reordering of work in order to do that. Um, but yeah, uh, like again, as the, a natural predecessor, I mean, you know, Chris and I, uh, I like, I can't remember who proposed it, but it's like, well, maybe, maybe if we had, uh, you know, somebody just completely like go over to the other company for a full day and kind of get a whole experience, um, and kind of what would that look like and figuring that out. And I know Austin, you and I kind of like worked out a lot of the details of that. Nice. Yeah. And, and I think, um, yeah, the visitor program. So we, we, you know, both, 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 uh, where we at and where you guys were, uh, had a visitor program. And for us, you know, kind of the, the flow is, you know, people from the outside world are interested in trying out mobbing or like, Oh, you can come visit with us. And we still have this, uh, uh, program and then we'll uh, you know the first half an hour we'll do a tech check get their tools up and working and then we'll maybe do a little bit of demonstration of the different mobs and uh, products and then we throw them into a mob for a couple hours or the day and uh, that's been fun having people all around the world especially since we have we've went remote <laughs> uh, yeah. that program changed a little bit um, and we often get asked you know wh why do you do this program like what was the benefit and I guess I'll, I'll ask that for you why, why did you guys have the visitor program and maybe we'll once that's established we'll jump into the exchange program we did yeah <laughs> sure um i mean i'd be interested in hearing what john thought of the benefits and of it but um from my perspective like uh i was the vp of engineering there so it was um kind of twofold one was just as an opportunity to like again share our love of mob programming and this idea of highly collaborative programming um, and, and basically to, you know, there, there are several people who offer opportunities to like uh, do workshops or, or um, do it in a dojo setting at a meetup or something like that, which is, it's fun and it's, it's a good opportunity to get exposed to the practice. But, um, you know, one of the questions that I would often get is, okay, well, what does this look like for real code, right? Like, like sure, really it can work code? for this toy thing, but like, can it work, can it work for like for real, you know, like a real product with, you know, real personalities, high stakes decisions and things like that. And I was always like, I mean, 
maybe not for everybody, but I mean, I've been doing this for, you know, many, many years and it's, it's worked really well. So yeah, come and check it out and see how it works. Um, so there was, it was almost kind of like, like if people were like, prove it, I was like, okay, yeah, come, come like, like I'll call your bluff, come, come and try it out and see how it works. Um, and so we would get a range of people from people who were developers on teams that were looking for like, that were, had seen a presentation that maybe John or I or somebody else on the team had done. And we're like, oh yeah, let me go, go check it out. Um, like completely, maybe not even heard of uh, mob programming ahead of, ahead of that experience to we occasionally would get people who were like, we're experimenting with it and we're looking for opportunities to improve how they did it or just looking to see how, how is somebody else doing it? Like is, is, are there tips and tricks that I can pick up? And then we'd also get people who occasionally got um, people in management positions or non-coding positions that would just be like, I want to see how this actually works to see if like I should even bring it to my team and, and see if like it's something that I could gently introduce that way. Um, I mean, selfishly, I think the other, other component was we wanted to use it as, as a, almost like a employer marketing uh, opportunity um, like employer branding, like, Hey, this is kind of, let's associate the, the brand of the, the company as an employer with mob programming. And like, this is kind of the thing that we do and it's something we value. Um, and so, you know, that way people that were interested in mob programming might be attracted to us. So like that was a component of it, but like, I mean, the, the reason why I really passionately did it was because of the, the wanting to share it with people. Nice. How about for you, John? Yeah. I like, I agree with all the things that uh, Mike said, but I, I think for me, it really was the, the opportunity to share with people because that it, it I, like we mentioned a few minutes ago, you know, Mike and I are, are advocates of uh, mob programming or at least, Evangelists? I don't know what's quite quite what the right term is. Fans, let's call it. Let's say fans. Um, and I, I think I think there's a lot of benefit there. But I've I've run into a lot of people who have had experiences, like Mike mentioned. You know that oh, how could this work in in a real setting? And there can be in a lot of organizations for a lot of people there can be, uh, you know, they're they're not in the type of place where they have the psychological safety and support to be able to do experiments and be like, Hey, I heard about this crazy thing. Let's called mob programming. Let's try it out. See if it works for us. See what works, see what doesn't. Some people don't have the luxury of having that. And so providing a way for people to be able to uh, do some of that experimentation and get some of that learning. Um, like that, that was really important. For me. It's nice. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, for us, and uh, you know, one thing that I've seen a lot is it turns out to be great learning for the team as well. Like it has the benefits you guys mentioned, but the team yeah. that takes on the visitor, you know, if the visitor's expert in something, then we end up learning a lot from <laughs> the visitor. Uh, we've also, even if the visitor doesn't, you know, maybe not have a lot of experience and know a lot, they ask a lot of questions. We're like, oh, that is a good question. It might lead to a discovery that we hadn't thought of. And yeah. it's also been a good... Uh, you know, uh, third party feedback, <laughs> not, not, not everyone always asks answers our question where at the end we're like, 
hey, we would love hearing fresh perspectives. You know, you've seen our process. Do you have any feedback for us? You know, and, but some people will really get feedback, you know, and it's been, it's been good. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess now, now turning to the uh, exchange. Oh, I'll, oh, ahead, Chris. I'll yeah. chime in with one other thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, early on when we were first taking in the, the, uh, the visitors and I was a developer on the team uh, that was being visited, uh, one of the huge benefits was just explaining why what we're doing is effective over and over and over again. Um, because a lot of time we get the same question. Um, and, and, and this was like a big reason why, you know, as we grew the team, it was like, I felt like it was important to keep, keep it going. Um, and at times we'd have like executive level people visit us. And so they were asking different types of questions. And so, uh, I think one of the really, um, one of the things that really strengthened me, uh, as both a developer and eventually a leader, uh, of, of a team is that. Um, I had many opportunities to think of how I would explain what we're doing to different people. And uh, especially for those that were, um, you know, maybe cynical about it. And, uh, and so the opportunities that I think it affords for people to answer questions about what they're doing, um, you know, like Austin says, is very like introspective in nature. But, um, but I think just saying, you know, explaining why you're doing what you're doing uh, is what you're doing <laughs> um, is really important for for everyone. Uh, and this is a really great opportunity to just get, you know, take a step back from doing the thing and and then and then looking at like kind of the meta of it and and really thinking about that. And I think it it's developmental for anybody in that situation. Um, it provides a level of critical thinking and, and other things like that. So I just thought that it was just a really great experience and I just wanted to make sure that it continued on. Yeah, I think they're, they're even, even having, getting to explain it over and over again to different audiences that might have different concerns and might have different uh, pers backgrounds and perspectives, like different, you know, like you said, executives versus developers versus like anybody that's, you know, in different roles like that, that, that provides a lot of benefit. Um, one other thing I thought of, in addition to, I mean, all the things you guys have said have, have passed through my mind at one point in terms of like benefits around um, having guests is the, uh, is this idea of, you know, in a lot of the technical practices that we, we, enjoy and practice, I think, are, are around helping to um, keep our software soft is how I kind of think about it, um, making sure that our software doesn't get rigid. Um, but I think having, you know, mob programming often, um, one of the benefits, I think, is that you, you keep your team practices and you keep uh, a little bit more a little bit more soft, a little more bit malleable, um, and having things in place that help to kind of uh, poke at things, right? To keep it resilient, to kind of test the resilience of things. Um, you know, having a guest come in that doesn't know anything, you know, for a couple hours or a day, um, you know, helps to see like it, it kind of probes and tests the processes of the team and kind of how do you deal with like interruptions and, and, uh, and 
how resilient is the team to, to those types of changes? It kind of goes to the whole dynamic reteaming thing, um, which we don't necessarily need to get into deeper, but like that idea of like keeping the teams um, flexible in terms of their composition. Yeah, that's awesome hearing about, uh, you know, kind of each of our respective uh, visitor programs. And, uh, you know, uh, what you're saying, Mike, makes me think of Chris. I like to think of Chris as a chaos monkey for teams. Um, and, uh, you know, now I feel like he's going to be like, oh, let's have a visitor every day, every other hour, you know, just bring in new visitors and see how resilient the team is. That's are. actually what I wanted, but the team retrospected against it. So I'm, I'm more for self-organizing teams than, you know, the, the whole uh, chaos monkey of that. But yeah, I do I do like to throw something new in every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like John mentioned as a precursor to mobbing, we were working together and doing full-time pairing. Um, and, you know, we adopted Arlo Belshi's like promiscuous pairing kind of uh, ethos, I guess. And so we called it permit, persistent promiscuous pair programming is what we were doing and made sure we were changing up. We didn't, we didn't ever quite go as, as low as uh, Arlo did, but we did make sure that we were changing pairs at least daily. So nice. right on. Well, th that's be a good transition to uh, maybe the main topic. So, you know, we had a visiting program, you had a visiting program. I think what happened was I was signing up for your visiting program and I started to ask, hey, who else is interested in visiting? And we got a large number. And then I think I reached out to you and said, hey, <laughs> we have this many people want to visit. And then I think we just said like, oh, why don't we just do, I think, what, what do we land with? Uh, two every month. So right. it's like one, so two weeks out of the month, one person from our team would go uh, to immersion, then one from immersion would come to us uh, for a full day. And uh, yeah, I mean, so we had, I think we did, I was just looking at the numbers. It was, it was about six months. So what is that? 12 exchanges with people basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think we took off at least one month in there where you, okay. where you had other visitors, but, but yeah, it was, it was like eight to 10 people. Yeah. Well, yeah and, was uh, really, there was a really cool effect of this. Um, so, you know, I tried to, set up something like this a few times right but none of the other companies had a you know a a similar program to ours and so they, they, had, they had never kind of like already figured out the like how to take in a visitor you know right. themselves right and so um yeah this one just kind of happened naturally and through serendipity where you know every time we tried to like make it happen um in the past it, it always it always just seemed to kind of like fall apart so it, it, there was something to be said there about having practice at having a visitor um to make a, a kind of a regular exchange work well and, and flow easily so i i just i, I was um it was a really interesting thing that until until there was uh, kind of that mutual understanding of what it what it means to bring somebody in, um, you know, sign an NDA and all that other stuff. Uh, it worked out really good. So. One of the um, benefits of that for us is, um, you know, mob programming is not the most common practice in our industry. And so uh, we actually have it explicitly as part of our hiring process right now. It's kind of an experiment. I don't know if we'll keep it or, or what, but you know, in, in the interview process, part of it is 
do the people at the company want to hire that person? But also part of the experience is, does that person want to work at that company, right? And because mob programming is a, a practice that, you know, not as, not as many developers have had the opportunity to, to work that way, we, we only felt, we felt that it was only fair if we give our interviewees an opportunity to work that way, at least for a little while, you know, to kind of give an idea of it. Uh, and having a, having all that practice with visitors coming to the, to the team all the time. And I was like, oh yeah, we, we totally know how to have some random person come and join us on the mob for a couple hours or, or a day or something like that. It's, uh, and so in, in our interview process, that's been, uh, that's been a, you know, an easy transition to make. Uh, can you imagine think, you know, thinking that you're going to go into solo development uh, and interviewing at a company one-on-one, -on -one, like no indication that they're mobbing full-time and then, and then joining the, joining the team. Nice. Yeah. So I think, did you both actually do the exchange? I know you did John, right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Did, did you get to do it, Mike, or were you just more kind of the, yeah, I never got the opportunity to do okay. it. <laughs> my, my, you know, to be fair, Mike did visit, uh, you know, maybe eight years before. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. So, how was your experience, John? Like, uh, so you you joined a team for the day. If, I know it's going back a while because this was this happened yeah. a while ago, but yeah, it was a little while ago. But yeah, yeah. What was your experience like? Um, it was it, it was really good. Um, the the one bad thing about it was completely out of out of your control, and that was that I had gotten my second COVID shot the day before. And on the first shot, I, I didn't have any reactions or anything, but on this one I did. Uh, and so I like, I had a fever all day, but I'm like, no, I got to I got to Today's my day to do it. And so I, I, remember <laughs> I toughed it out for most of the day. I did have to leave, you know, like an hour later. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys, I got to go lay down. I got to go sleep. But, uh, other than that, it was, it was a really good experience. It, it was really, um, you know, pretty seamless to, to be able to, to join a group of people who working on, who join a group of people who I didn't know working on a thing that I didn't know anything about. Um, and, you know, I, I probably didn't contribute the most out of the whole group, but I, but I did make some contributions, I think, hopefully the rest of everyone else felt like I made some contributions too, but it was, it was kind of, you know, it was, uh, it was interesting to see how low friction it could be. I mean, I don't know if everyone's experience is that way, but but for me, it was, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go hang out with these people who I just met, and we're going to write some code together, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. Nice, nice. And I guess from your perspective, Mike, do you, I don't know if you interacted with people as they were going in and out of the exchange program. Did you, did you see any reactions there or <laughs> effects? Yeah, so we like, we had a, we had a Slack channel for people to kind of do a quick report when they would come back, just like, what did they observe? How did it go? Like, is there anything that we want to experiment with that they observed as part of, uh, as part of visiting, um, you know? And so, and then we also, like you, you'd mentioned before, we captured feedback from, uh, the folks that were, that were visiting us to just kind of make sure that we understood, Hey, what is it can we, can, we could improve about the experience? And going back to Chris's point, right, both both sides having a lot of experience in terms of uh, onboarding people, you know, even beyond like the pre-work of NDA and all that, but like just the experience of having somebody join 
Um, especially in a remote scenario, like it is a lot easier to just kind of walk in when you're in person mobbing. Um, but you know, having, you know, instructions and stuff to have, Hey, here, here's what you need to have set up ahead of time or not. Right. You know, depending on, um, the experience, but, um, I mean, in terms of like reports back, um, you know, there would be occasionally be like, Oh, they did this. I didn't really like it, but it was interesting. It was good to experience it. Um, again, a lot of it, 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 I think, I think it was good in that way. Also though, that in, in giving people experiences in different mobbing environments, that mobbing isn't like a monolithic enterprise that it has to be the same way everywhere and in every situation. Um, and that, you know, in the case of where we were at, you know, immersion, like we had kind of our own, own styles that had developed around it. And even, even you'd look at between, uh, the multiple teams that we had. Um, and I'm sure the same thing, I, I think I heard the same types of things coming back from people that when they would go to different teams, they'd be like, Oh, this team did this. Like, that's not what this other person said. Oh yeah. They, they mobbed with a different team, um, for the day. And just, again, exploring that diversity, I think was, was, was probably the most, uh, beneficial thing to our developers, like just exploring that, like different ideas. Nice. And uh, I'll turn it on you, Chris, cause you did one visit, right? Didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, and yeah, that was, I mean, it's just really great to go and, and see another environment where mobbing involved, evolved in a different way. Uh, and, um, and so, yeah, just comparing and contrasting those small details was just super valuable. And, and it's just, you know, it's, it's fuel for future retrospectives and it's, um, you know, ways, ways that, you know, and, and I think just like in general, you know, kind of like mastermind groups or, or, you know, that sort of thing, like it, it provides almost the same effect. It's like, Oh, you do, you do the same thing I do, but slightly differently. And it's like, why do you do it that way? And then, and then you kind of, uh, elaborate on your understanding of, of the practice. And, uh, it's just super helpful. Um, you know, so, so in my experience, it was, you know, a, a lot of technologies I was familiar with that, um, uh, you know, and it, it was, you know, kind of you can just hit the ground running. And, um, even though you don't know the domain or anything along those lines, uh, you just kind of, you know, just get ingrained in it and, and all, all of this, you, you walk away with a bunch of new friends, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, um, yeah, it's very natural, uh, flowing. And so, so, you know, for, for the last, you know, 10 years or so, like I've, I've been on the receiving end of being part of, of visiting many, many times. Um, and, and so this is kind of the first time, like I, I was able to go and visit another group doing this. Uh, and it was, it was just a really cool experience. Um, you know, and, and then also as far as like people coming back with reports of, you know, Oh, they, they did like, I, I saw a lot of just conversations sparked around those small differences and, um, you know, I, I think it feeds into the virtuous loop that I talk about a lot where it's like, you know, you're going to retrospect to your, your ceiling, right. Until your knowledge increases. And so that's where you have to learn. And, and so, um, with mobbing, it's like such a new practice that there's not 
as much material out there as you'd find for something as you know well defined as like Kanban or XP or something like that. And so, so one of the ways to get new knowledge is to like to visit other other people who have discovered other ways to do things. And now, now that ceiling is removed, and now you can increase your ability to grow. Nice, nice. Yeah, and, and I guess I'll share for me real quick was because I I think I think our team ended up hosting probably a third to half of the visitors from y'all, and that was fun. And then I, I got to do visit day myself. And what I just remember is uh, when we took people in was wow, just what fantastic, you know, fun, intelligent people, like everyone who came had great insights into, uh, and, you know, put benefits into the code, they're still paying off today. So yeah, thank you for that. And I remember when I joined, uh, it was fun, because, um, you know, I really got to feel the culture, and there was a lot of similarities, some differences, as Chris talked about, but like, you know, I, I got got the feeling that people were playing board games at lunch together, and, um you know, and uh, there was a book club that I got to be a part of and so kind of got to see kind of the uh, those discussions. And uh, yeah, it was surprising how similar some of the practices were with like TDD and some of the tech stacks. It was almost like, oh, I feel like it's just another day at work, but a slightly different, you know, just a different domain, but everything else almost felt the same. <laughs> um, and that was really fun and got to learn about some different thoughts on different styles of TDD. And uh, yeah, overall, it was uh just a really good time. And uh, I guess maybe any final closing thoughts on that topic, but maybe jumping into what's exciting in development for you lately. <laughs> um, maybe just like, so I didn't get a chance to do it this round, but like Chris mentioned, um, I got to visit uh, his mob many years ago. I remember one specific uh, experience that I had, you know, I was there, I was observing, I like, I, you know, took my turn at the keyboard and after maybe two rounds, like, I was like, I don't quite understand this. Like, or I, I think I, I had an idea and I was trying to express it. Um, and uh, it was this moment where somebody else was like in the navigator role. And he just basically said, hey, why don't you navigate it? Don't try to explain it. Like, just get it, you know, like navigate the driver so that we get it into the code. And then, um, so I started to do that. And then within like two or three minutes, he was like, oh, I see it now, right? Like it was something that it was this um, moment of clarity where like oftentimes we think we need to communicate it verbally before we can put it in the code. Um, but one of the things that's kind of cool is that if we get it into the code and if we're working in small enough chunks, then we can see, hey, the, the code can help us communicate because it's a kind of a common language that we have. Um, uh, I just, that was one of the experiences that I had while I was there that just like has really stuck with me uh, and has influenced how I, I try to coach people when they're, when they're mob programming, it's like, just, just get in the code and see. <clears throat> like um, that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Chris's comments made me think of a, a thing. Uh, one, one more thing that I really appreciated about the uh, exchange program is Unfortunately, in our, in our industry, it's kind of a stereotype to be like, you know, you're, there's the lone developer who goes off into a cubicle and codes by themselves all day and, you know, never interacts with anybody. And, and um, you know, ob obviously mob programming is, is kind of contrary to that, uh, to that stereotype. But even, even more so, one of the things that I really appreciate about the exchange program, which I wish we had more of in our industry, was this idea of let's, 
let's get together and talk about ideas and share things, share what works for you, share, you know, we'll share what works for us. I, I really wish we had more of that in our industry. I, you know, occasionally you hear about somebody going and doing a, a journeyman project or something where they go around to a bunch of different companies for a summer or a year or something, which, which is really cool. But I think, you know, that, that kind of sharing experience uh, is really, uh, it, again, I, I, I wish it was something that we had more of in our industry. Cool. Well, maybe before uh, we get to the end of the show here, uh, maybe each of you can throw in your soundbite for, uh, uh, did I get this right, John? What, what's, what's exciting in development for you now? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, I mean, you, I, I, I respect both of you, uh, both of you guys, and, and Mike too, of course. Uh, and you guys get to talk with a lot of interesting people who I maybe don't get to talk to. What's, what's exciting in software development for you? these days what you know where you're like oh I, this this makes me excited in the morning or this is the thing that i'm looking forward to in six months or a year this is, this is going to make software development even more awesome than it already is got something chris i mean i'm 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 always thinking about <laughs> new stuff uh you know i've been doing a lot of uh a lot of thinking around like machine learning related stuff and stochastic gradient descent and saliency techniques. So like that's all consuming like one big part of my brain. Um, and uh, you know, and what does it look like to mob stuff like that? Um, and then, uh, you know, other side of it, um, you know, just all the different infrastructure as code uh, sort of technologies out there and, and, and growing those things. Um, and then, you know, uh, just, I guess more around mob programming and, and things like that too. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always really interested in, in expanding the horizons, I guess. Cool. Yeah. I think I, what, yeah, what thought I came to mind was, uh, I remember I went to work with a friend of mine and, uh, you know, she was pretty involved in the Agile community, like since it was XP and since it was like object or programming, like, like, uh, and, and uh, I was like, well, I'm excited to come work with you because like, I want to see how you do it. And then I want to see what's next. Right. <laughs> um, and it was kind of cool that like, eventually, you know, we got to work together and, and um, she didn't necessarily participate in the mobbing, but she was there when we were mobbing. Um, and, and participate in some of it. And, and so that, that was, that's the, the past tense story that I thought of thinking about what the future holds. Um, uh, I think in terms of technologies, like I, um, I'm excited about like functional programming and like serverless and like kind of along those lines and kind of getting computing more as a service. Um, although like, as I was thinking about it, like my, my mind went like towards like I'm mostly interested in like better refactoring techniques like and and like rehabilitating things that are already there and you know figuring out new ways to test and uh you know more effectively do that um so anyway I that's kind of where my my interests lie nice yeah and uh, I guess I'll share and then I'll turn it back on you, John. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for me, um, 
Yeah, the refactoring, I love refactoring. And to me, the fuel to good refactoring is fast feedback. And so I think the longer I've been mobbing, the more and more and more spoiled I've been with feedback. And like, I am very, like it, like I have this like, like I can't take it when feedback is slow, whether it's like from a person or from tests. Like if it's test is slow, like I don't even want to look at it. I just want to throw it away, you know? And so, uh, so for me, it's just been like, turning up that dial as high as it can go for fast tests, fast feedback, all that kind of stuff um, has been an interest lately. Um, I think this show, uh, what we're talking about today has been an interest lately too. I, I started a document on all the different mobbing styles I've seen, you know, at, a, you know, at your place or at, at our place, all the different ways people mob. And so I've been trying to document that. Um, I've been reading some leadership books and also kind of like classical books on how people interact well together, going back to ancient times and things. And it's just been fascinating to me to see that how a lot of that stuff comes for free with mobbing, you know? So like, you know, it's really hard to have the five dysfunctions of a team that that author talks about when you're mobbing well, like that just, those just kind of go away. Um, and then uh, pushing, also turning up the dial on collective product thinking as opposed to giving that to one person to do, and then we just get tasks from that person. Uh, so that's kind of where I've been at lately. How about you, John? Well, I could, I could take the easy answer and just be like, oh yeah, everything that you guys said, that's, that's all awesome. No, I think the, like, I'm really into like static websites right now and vanilla JS and stuff like that. Nice. Uh, that's, I don't know if that's a cool thing going forward or not, but that makes me excited right now. The serverless kind of stuff, that, that sort of thing. Um, I, th I, I'm, I really like the idea of, uh, Austin, your, your collective product thinking comment maybe made me think of uh, you know, working more collaboratively, both within a team and um, as a, even outside of the team, um, finding ways to do that. That's, that's been a thing that's been on my mind. You've been expanding the definition of what a team is beyond like yeah. a core development team and kind of what that community looks like. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and how, how doing that can provide more, if we do that better, does that provide more value for our customers? I think the answer is yes, but you know, actually, actually doing it, trying, figuring out how to do it better and then be, trying finding ways to measure are we actually providing more value for our customers nice yeah probably one non-technical thing that i've been really interested in has been wordly mapping and kind of understanding that better and practicing that and so I, that was another thing that popped in my head is something i've been learning more about practicing more and um yeah hoping to share more nice right on well, cool. We are coming up on time, um, but this has been fantastic. Thank you both for being on the show. Uh, before we close out, is there anything you'd like to share or plug? So I'll turn it to you first, John. Uh, well, um, uh, maybe I'll steal this for Mike. I don't know. Maybe Mike will come up with a different thing. Uh, but if I get to go first, then I, I, I get to steal it, right? So Mike and I uh, recently, uh, the last couple months, uh, we've started a, a YouTube channel where we uh, post short, okay, they're not short, I was gonna say short, videos of ourselves uh, doing pair programming and TDD. Uh, we 
we were at a meetup together and we paired on something like, oh, hey, this is really fun. I wonder if other people would find this valuable. And so we, we were like, we should record some videos and see if people see if people find them valuable. Uh, so that's been a really fun thing. Um, I'm sure we can put the link in the show notes or whatever. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's the thing that I was- like With that, like specifically, oh, we I remember we came out of that, like pairing together at the meetup and somebody was like, oh, I wish I was a fly on the wall for that pairing yeah, session. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, huh, well, we could make that happen. <laughs> anyway. So that was, I think that was all I had for it. I don't know. Was there anything else you want to add for that, Mike? Uh, no, it's been fun. We need to get more of the stuff produced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, for me, uh, I will, I'll plug Utah SC, Utah Software Crafters Group, um, which is the meetup that John and I were at when we did that. Um, it is online right now, so available to anybody anywhere that wants to join at 6 p.m. Mountain on the first Wednesday. Um, and if a different time zone is more interesting or um, works better with your schedule. Works better with your calendar. Uh, 6 p.m. Mountain on the first Thursday of the month, you can join the uh, Atlanta uh, Software Crafters Atlanta group, um, which I help facilitate. Uh, and it's an opportunity to, the, the, I would say the two groups are sister groups in as much as I helped found both of them. And so they, they run very similarly still, even though I haven't been actively involved in the organization of Utah SC for, for several years now. But um, the basic format is we have an opening circle. We do zero to three lightning talks. We have a short, like a half hour reading discussion. Then we spend a, a solid hour um, on a programming exercise um, we kind of usually allow people to, to decide whether or not they want to work solo in a pair or in a mob. So um, it is a way for people to get experience mob programming in a less high stakes environment. Nice, nice. Right on. Well, thank you both for sharing those items. And uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, to our audience, please like and subscribe. Uh, you know, please uh, hit the notification bell to keep uh, getting content and uh yeah, we love your comments and feedback on YouTube, Twitter, and more. And uh, until uh, next time, oh, first, huge thanks to John and Mike. And until next time, uh, mob well, everyone, and have a good one. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Austin, Chris.